Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome into a new week. It is Monday, April 17th, 2023. Glad to have you with us this morning in and around the capital city. 28 degrees to start out your day into the... Back into the upper 60s after a chilly, windy weekend. My goodness, yesterday. Holy cow. Uh, uh, wind down today. Today's going to be actually really nice. Comes back tomorrow as the uh, temperature goes up. Uh, but our pattern of the weekdays generally being warm, nice, good for out- outdoor activities, and then the weekends kind of stinking. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna continue for another weekend, and unfortunately, the weekend where a lot of people are gonna be in town hoping to watch the spring game on Saturday is Saturday. We're back down to a uh, high in the fifties with the winds at twenty miles an hour throughout the course of the day. So, kind of looking like what we saw this Saturday, this last Saturday, maybe with a uh, with a little bit less rain. So. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the week. The yeah, week. moving baseball games in real time is super duper fun. Yeah, they uh, on Saturday. they can't they cannot get a good weekend of weather when the baseball team is at home or uh, and they won't be home this weekend. But uh, they will be trying to get the spring game in here as well. So that's uh, that's what the week looks like. But uh, like I said, week looking pretty good. Sixty nine, seventy eight, seventy nine, sixty four, uh, and then cooling off fifty four for Friday. Um, and so goodbye to those high 80 temperatures that we saw last week for a while. Uh, got a good show for you today. A lot to get to on a Monday morning. We'll talk to Tim Haruzo. He'll give us the uh, update on what's going on at the Nebraska legislature. It is my understanding, guys, that, believe it or not, the legislature might pass a bill into law this week. It could actually happen believe it would be the first time yet in this legislative session that that's actually happened. We'll see. I know they've got some things about property tax and school funding on the docket today, but I do think they've got a shot at actually getting a bill passed here at some point this week. So uh, usually you see that before April 17th in uh, in a session, but not this year. So we'll be following that as it goes on. We are now... Uh, uh, two weeks and one day away from the city elections coming up very, uh, very soon. And that whole process will be put to bed for a while, but two more weeks on that as we select our uh, new or or incumbent mayor, uh, city council seats, school board candidates, airport authority candidates as well. So in the final stretch of that here for the next couple of weeks as well. And today we... Uh, we learned the identity of the new Herbie Husker. Which is very exciting. Uh, they, uh, the Nebraska Athletic Department has been teasing some sort of reveal today of the new Herbie Husker. There, when Trev Alberts took over, there was talk of reverting to a more old-school-looking Herbie. We can maybe discuss a little bit more later in the show exactly what we're hoping to see with new Herbie. But something is... I don't know if it's just going back from brunette to blonde hair. I don't know if it's also going to overalls. 
instead of the jeans and tucked in shirt, if if that pretty much comprises the changes, or if there's something, if there is going to be a new different flair thrown in. They're better. Be I, I hope it's a ginger mullet. Let's go completely <laughs> off the wall. I, not brown hair. Not, don't just go back to blonde. I want ginger curls coming out of the back of that mascot. The first mulleted, uh, the first mulleted. I don't know if there's already a mullet mascot in college sports or if that would be the first. I feel like Nebraska's tight ends have brought this yeah, for us. So. Well, that would certainly end the land-grant university system. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that'll that'll be uh, coming up a little bit later. I don't know what time that's actually going to happen, but we'll be watching for that to yeah, drop. I've got, I've got some thoughts really on that a little bit later, but they've been te- teasing that throughout the, throughout the course of the weekend. Uh, what else do we have going on this morning, Mark? Um... Well, trying to get to the bottom of a story that we learned about over the weekend and have not been able to uh, get any uh, information um, officially on it. Um, getting, I don't want to say stonewalled, but that's what it feels like. Okay. Uh, on uh, some more gunfire on Saturday night in the city. Okay. Uh, and, and we've got it on from two different sources confirmed that it was uh, started with a fight in the Haymarket, ended up with a shooting uh, near. Uh, Somewhere in North Lincoln, um, that was kind of a carry out of the uh, the fight or carryover. Uh, just I think two people injured. So that's all we've been able to track down so far. Okay, what well, wasn't it last weekend? I mean, I think you got you were talking about the previous weekend's incident. Actually, it was April second, two, uh, two weekends ago. Two incidents weekends ago. where something was was that the same thing where something happened over the weekend and yeah, uh, just yes. having a hard time getting information during yes. the weekend. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll see if we can find out a little bit more about what is going on there with that whole situation. I mean, it, 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 this one that uh, what we've heard is that there were some similarities in that uh, like there was close to thirty shots fired. I mean. We're talking some significant numbers, and and believe it or not, uh, just minor injury uh, hmm. over this weekend. No injuries. Yeah, there, there was, was none, and you were talking about all the... There's I mean, seven, all 70 the... or 71 shell casings found on that How one. the heck does that even happen? Yeah, okay. I mean, there's... It's it's boggling the mind. Yeah, okay. So Well, uh, we'll, we'll maybe than, get more on that today, yeah. then. Other than that, uh, you know... It's a little more on that body that was found out in a ditch southwestern yes. part of the county. Somebody from Omaha, right? Yep, 68-year-old man. Uh, the Omaha police arrested four. It's a homicide, evidently. And, okay. Uh, so that uh, was put to uh, some finality on that case, or at least some progress uh, right. late last week. So. All right. All right. So uh, those are some of the things going on. Uh, now, you know, luckily, I, w- I had a... Uh, since I wasn't able to get outside and get any sort of projects done because the weather just wasn't quite conducive to it, it looks like we're going to have that two weekends in a row. I think people are going to be going nuts to try and get Did outside. Did that let you just fine-tune your playlist? Words. Well, I was I was just going to say it's it worked it worked okay because I was fairly busy anyway this weekend. Yes, we uh, I successfully pulled off uh, prom weekend in our household, well, with the help of others, but... We had we had uh, what was it eleven uh, eleven boys we hosted for dinner on Friday night. They ate an incredible amount. Like if I ate the amount of food that all these eighteen year old boys ate, I would not be ready to go stay up all night and dance. It'd be straight to it'd be straight to bed <laughs> food for coma. me after the amount of food. But then, like this is the this is the metabolism that I miss. 
they they ate just uh, like we made we made pulled pork me and the other parents we made pulled pork we made hamburger sliders we made uh wings somebody brought chicken fingers then all of the 11 pairs of parents brought other sides and so we had cornbread and breadsticks it was kind of a random spread but i guess when you're just doing 11 dudes eating <laughs> the, they they kind of liked it that way and uh so they ate all and then then you go and then i uh then I had to do the DJ job at, at post prom, which for those who don't know, the the schools usually put on um, an event at the school throughout the course of the night to kind of be an alternative from for the kids, you know, doing inappropriate things after that's over. That's been that goes back to even when I was in high school, they they did that as well. And so they've got games and prizes and. Uh, Paris do a lot of work to to put that whole thing on, but the spread of food they had at that then after you just after you just ate a few hours ago, they had get catered food from Runza and Chick Fil A and uh, all kinds of dessert, Krispy Kreme donuts. They had an incredible spread there, and then they were all going uh, to stay overnight at one of the friends' house, and uh, the parents there were making a huge breakfast for them in the morning. I'm like, jeez, guys, guys are getting at it now. I I I think I I tried an experiment with sleep. I didn't know if this would work, but I kind of pulled it off better than I thought I would because when I saw my hours for working were going to be about 11:15 to about 3:30 in the overnight hours, I was like, "Man, that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough given my current sleep schedule." And I just I'm not I used to be able to burn the midnight oil even when I did this job. Uh, but that, for some reason, kind of went away a couple of years ago, and I've really been creeping up on earlier to bedtimes the last couple of years. <laughs> I don't know. I, even when I was when I was forty years old, I would still stay up regularly till midnight on weeknights, and now it's like if I see eleven, that's shocking. Uh, but I went ho- so we got home from the from the dinner. We finished the dinner, got it cleaned up, sent them off. About seven thirty, I was like, "All right, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try and go to sleep for." two and a half hours right now and then act like when I wake up it's the morning at 11 and and make it work and I I was like I don't know if I'll be able to fall asleep I did I woke up and I felt pretty good okay uh, so I felt so I I did a good like the it actually worked out except when it was time to come home I got home at about 3 30 or so in the morning knowing we had to leave at about seven o'clock for my daughter's volleyball tournament. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> and right. I got back at 3.30, and I was like, I can't sleep at all <laughs> at this point. So I laid in bed for a long time, finally fell asleep. Then the alarm went off randomly. Uh, well, not randomly, because it was set to go off uh, before 7 a.m. I was going to say, where's that random? Yeah, it was, just, it, I don't know it how long It wasn't random, and so we got to drive. So we drove out to Spikes and had the volleyball tournament throughout the morning. Got back, got back home afterwards, and I said to my wife, I was like, I will help you with whatever you need to do this afternoon, but please let me sleep right now. <laughs> if you, whatever you need done, I'm going to do it this afternoon if you just let me go sleep for a while. And so I did, and I took a weird, like, you know, you know sometimes you take a, an afternoon nap, and it's, it's fairly short, and you don't get into deep sleep. I got into a deep dreaming sleep at, at one in the afternoon, 
and then waking up from that and moving on to do all the things I can I committed to do for my wife. That was not a that was not an easy transition whatsoever. And so I come to you this morning uh, in a weird sleep situation. So I don't know. I think I'm feeling good. I think I'm all right. I think I I made up for it all. But this must be Mark what international travel feels like. Yeah, a lot of it does. I suppose. Yeah. You'll get to experience that. Uh, I will. I'm doing doing that a little bit this this summer as well. But uh, a good time was had by all. I uh, I was able to give the kids a little uh, exposure to music of the past <laughs> and and music of the present. I mixed it in. Uh, didn't have any kids complain this year, so that was good. And a good time was had by all after it was after it was all over. Uh, meanwhile, during the course of the weekend, Nebraska baseball. They got themselves a uh, home run derby sweep because the wind's always blowing out at Haymarket Park this weekend, and they took advantage of it just putting balls up into the jet stream and smashing them. Uh, the Lincoln, home run, home run, home run. I know the, the uh, they did a sponsorship uh, to to uh, have the Lincoln Airport sponsor their home runs. I think the goodwill that they're getting just from the home runs this weekend is going to be enough to sustain that extra air service yeah, for another I, year, probably. I sure hope it is. When they were talking about every time, it was a Lincoln Airport commercial constantly throughout this weekend, on at least on social media. All all these new flights. Well, actually, all those new flights leave from Haymarket Park. Yes, yes. and and particularly a lot of them from Bryce Matthews. Yeah, but uh, one that the the this team really needed. You know, you kind of kind of needed to sweep this weekend. Mm-hmm. Given where the some of the non-con games have gone, cool part about it is though you pull up your Big Ten standings this morning on the Big Ten webpage, and uh-huh. Nebraska is in first place in the conference. They are uh, above winning percentage wise, above Indiana. Nebraska seven and two. Indiana is nine and three, and they got Michigan State and Maryland at six and three. And so uh-huh. those are your top four right now. Going in then to a big. Uh, matchup this coming weekend against Iowa, at right? Iowa, yeah. Iowa, at Iowa. Who uh, they 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 were in kind of the cellar. They've they've bumped up a little bit. They're four and five, but they're a good team. They were one of the teams that have been ranked this year, only twenty five and nine overall this whole year. But boy, you get you you can somehow win that series there. First of all, the run of success for men's sports against Iowa can continue. Yes, and absolutely. You, then you put yourself in a great position. If you can get two out of three, you put yourself in a really good position. As we're kind of what maybe halfway through the conference, How about season halfway through the year at yeah. this point. Yeah, so. and you got a big one, uh, big one tomorrow at home if Nebraska can win That's an true. in-state game. Yep, Creighton to, on uh, on Tuesday night. Weather well, should be good for that one. A little windy, but. Maybe those baseballs up in the jet stream again, heading out of Haymarket Park. If Nebraska can keep hitting like this, they can allow their pitching to be a little bit more relaxed. Yep. Yep, 100%. So, good weekend there for uh, for Husker baseball. Bowling couldn't get in the natty. Got third. Really disappointed. Got Bull- third. Bowling couldn't get in the natty. They had a, apparently a really solid season. Lost a couple of close ones there uh-huh. down the stretch. Ended up Vanderbilt taking them out. 623, all right, we'll take a break. Caleb's got a full sports cast coming up next on KLIN. Is your business or organization impacted by the latest severe weather? Let Lincoln know by signing up under the closing tab at KLIN.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Couple of notes here. We have a concert announcement today. We're going to announce that eh, probably right before 8 a.m. Supposed to announce it at 8 a.m., but we'll do it right before we uh, go off the air at the top of the hour. So uh, it is a Lincoln concert at Pinewood Bowl. So we'll tell you what's coming there here uh, before the top of the hour. And uh, Caleb, I probably should mention we are uh, people will have the opportunity this week on KLIN to win some spring game tickets. Yeah, they will. So well. be uh, be listening to KLIN throughout the day. You'll hear a cue to text. In that keyword to the Rick Stein Recognition text line, 402-479-1400. That will get you entered to win a pair of tickets to the spring game this Saturday. Okay. So it could be any time during the day on KLIN. Any time during the day on right. KLIN. So if you want to if you want to try and uh, try your hand at getting some free ones and spend a set of forking out the dough, be listening to KLIN throughout the course of the week, and you may get your tickets to the spring game, which is coming up this Saturday at Memorial Stadium. Sound off time. You know what today is, ladies and gentlemen, since the 15th fell on a weekend, today is the day you got to get your taxes in or at least get an extension filed. Filing federal tax returns by April 18th helps us avoid paying interest and penalties. But the IRS does allow for extension so long as you fill out Form 4868 and or qualify, which gives you until October 16th to file a return. That extension form found using the IRS's free file service. Extra time to file taxes also extended with some penalty relief, especially for disaster victims, military service members and taxpayers living overseas. For more details, you can visit irs.gov. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. All right. Uh, One of the big discussions related to filing your taxes is the potential now of the IRS going forward, making available a free online platform for you to do your taxes instead of the normal process Uh, if you still do it this way, of going through by hand and doing them uh, or buying H&R Block or TurboTax or one of the other softwares that's available, paying whatever, 25, 30 bucks for the for the simple version of that. If you if you've got a pretty simple tax return now, the IRS might get involved in this, but the people at those companies that make the software They're not too happy about this. As part of the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRS was given $15 million and nine months to put together reports on how feasible a government-operated electronic free-filing tax return system for all Americans is, and how it could and would work. Next month, the first of those reports is due. An IRS spokesman says the aim is to, quote, look for ways to make filing taxes as easy as possible. And advocates say such a move would serve taxpayers well. But critics say the IRS taking on the dual roles of both tax collector and tax preparer 
could create a power imbalance between taxpayers and the government. Kevin Uretsky, Fox hmm, News. Interesting. Uh, that's that, that's an angle on it, a different angle on it as well. So, as he said, this was uh, part of that infusion of money uh, that Congress passed into the IRS. A portion of that was the Congress directing the IRS to report on how much uh, and on how well a system like that would actually work if they did that. And so it's going to be next month they're going to release a, the first in a series of reports looking into how it might be done. So, you know, the, there's a couple ends to that. The, the negative, obviously, if you're a... Obviously, if you're a software company that's doing this now that people are paying for, which a lot of people probably are to do their taxes, because once you do it, you know, you, I, we all used to do it probably at some point on on paper when we originally did it and just hand wrote everything in there. But the first time that I actually that's used, how I learned how to do them in yeah, high school. But but the first time that I actually used the software to do it, I was like, OK, this is nice. Yep. Right. And then year to year, you've got it all filled in all the Social Security numbers and taxpayer tax IDs if those aren't changing if you didn't ta- uh-huh. change your job it's just a it's a way it's a way simpler quicker system when you do that and so th- that's nice but is it being free a a thing that makes things more accessible better for citizens Sh- is that a service that government should provide or not um, you got taxpayer advocates who are saying, hey, this is good governance. This is going to serve taxpayers. And the critics are saying, like like was said there at the end there, with the IRS taking both roles in there, you're the collector and sort of the preparer, at least the software is preparing it, that the new service could, there could be a power imbalance. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure exactly how that manifests itself. I'm, is it, is it something where how, how effective, one of the benefits about those, the software, if you use it, is that it helps you find ways to make your, you know, if your return isn't filled out in a way that it's most beneficial to you financially, uh, it'll it'll catch them, or at least it's designed right. to catch them. Will the IRS have the same impetus to find that for people, given that it, it, it impacts the bottom line for the federal government? Yeah. That's like, that's one of the questions that I've got with it as well. It's always so tough because it doesn't feel balanced right now anyway, when there's the, if I don't fill this out right, even though it's to the best of my knowledge, you know, when you, when, when you fill it out on one of those preparers and you click the little box and says, to the best of my knowledge, this is accurate. Right. Well, if it's not accurate... You can get in legal trouble. Mm-hmm. So if the government is already going to know whether or not I did this correct, why aren't they just doing it? Now, I completely understand the when when you go and it's it does a little loading screen and says checking to make sure you're getting your biggest tax break. Yeah. Is the would a government system do that as well? Yeah. Or is it going to find all of the little things that you might be able to get back? Right. Right. Now, the, the, for the tax companies, for the, the software companies, they're saying, hey, we, we've had this agreement since 2006 um, that you, you may know about, the Free File Alliance. That prevented the IRS from creating its own system like this. In exchange, tax prep companies agreed to provide free services to taxpayers making $73,000 or less. But that expired in 2019. Uh-huh. But the agree the, the the provision that barred the 
IRS from you know doing something expired in 2019. That's why they're able to look at it now. But the agreement to provide free services for low-income taxpayers does remain in effect. So that does exist uh-huh. for some taxpayers. So the question is, are they are people finding it? Are they using it? Right. And then is there a group of people who is above that income level uh, who would be well served by this instead of paying for the software mm-hmm. or doing it another way or in a lot of or I mean, or there's people obviously who have preparers prepare the entire thing. I wonder how those those people feel about it as well. Yeah. So interesting thing to uh, look at, and we'll probably know more about here in the coming months as we are on tax day. Uh, we've got an update on the 2024 presidential field. One of the potential candidates on the Republican side, not going to do it, not going to run. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo will not be entering the race. Pompeo says he made the decision with his wife, adding that he may not end up endorsing his former boss for president. Earlier this month, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson joined former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy in announcing a run. Senator Tim Scott also introduced his exploratory committee with several top GOP hopefuls attending the NRA's annual convention. That included former President Trump and his former Vice President Mike Pence. They are both heading to Nashville as well for this RNC donor retreat. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu is going to be there as well. He said that the indictment of former President Trump has provided fuel, at least in the short term. All right. So who are we waiting for now? Obviously DeSantis, but I mean, he was up in New Hampshire. There's no way he's not running, right? There's no way he's he's basically campaigning right now at this point. Uh, Trump's in. Nikki Haley's in. Tim Scott, he's got an exploratory. So he's on the verge of being in. So we're waiting on, right, we're waiting on Pence to see if he's officially in, because I don't believe he's officially gotten in. Then who else? Youngkin, maybe. Glenn Youngkin, I don't know. Christy Noem from South Dakota. Is she, there's been some buzz about That's her. Is right. she, she going to get in the field? And then do you, like, do you have, is the, is the uh, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, gonna make another run at this thing like it's 2016 all again i doubt it i mean i really i really doubt it so that's kind of it in terms of the people who are mentioned and who are realistic at this point so uh in addition to what you've got so far and i'm counting desantis in that what happens with pence yunkin noam uh, that really that group those three after this and then you're going to kind of have your field field pretty much set at that point, at least in terms of the what I would call the realistic candidates at this. Although none of them may be realistic, (laughs) to be honest. I mean, being fully truthful on this whole thing, it's going to be a huge uphill battle for any of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Remember the spy balloon talk? It's been a while since we've had spy balloon talk. I still think it's weird that they never did anything to figure out those ones, the the whatever those things that crashed in the in the Canadian Yukon and in one of the Great Lakes and in Alaska, remember that? Yeah, like, isn't yeah, the we weather fine enough now? Can't find any of the. That's still bizarre to me. But among a bunch of those classified documents that got leaked on that twenty-one-year-old Discord, yeah. he got arrested for was apparently more on spy balloons and what kind of intel okay. they had on spy balloons. And a, believe it or not. 
there have there have been more of these than we probably even know about. Actually, we are learning a lot more from that trove of classified documents said to have been posted online by 21-year-old Air National Guardman, Guardsman Jack Teixeira. Uh, that includes a report from the Washington Post. I need to tell you about. It suggests that U.S. intel agencies were aware of up to four additional Chinese spy balloons going back two years, even as questions lingered about the true nature of the one that flew over the continental U.S. in January and February. All right, so maybe more of these than we even realized. Uh, but it only it, the, the, the shoot-down only happened this time around, hmm. I think. I assume. I think we would have probably known a little bit more about that had it happened a different time. All right, other things going on. Today is a 10-year anniversary. Well, it's the Boston Marathon today, but it was 10 years ago, um, the year when the bombing happened during the Boston Marathon, and so obviously a significant date for for that race today. The anticipation is palpable along Boylston Street, ahead of the 127th running of the Boston Marathon. More than 30,000 athletes from all 50 states and 122 countries are participating in this year's race that comes a decade after two bombs detonated near the finish line. For longtime runners, the resilience of Boston speaks for itself. The president of the Boston Athletic Association says this year's Boston Marathon is on track to raise $40 million in donations to charities. Meantime, if you're planning on coming down here to watch the marathon, organizers are asking that people leave strollers and backpacks at home if possible. Those items are not banned, but they are subject to search. Though the the hours and days after that horrendous um, event, I mean, some of the the live video that uh-huh. came from it was just, I mean, it was terrible and gruesome and all of those things. But the the following when they were trying to catch those brothers, uh, I think it was like five days, wasn't it? It was quite a while yeah. that the the and there was a couple of places, and then they finally that that I think it was that Friday night they. They kind of had them cornered, uh, had, had found them. One of them was hiding out in a boat. That was some crazy live news, uh, like cable news that night. Yeah. And the, the whole following of that thing. I remember we were, we must have been going up to visit our in-law, my in-laws that weekend. And we were, we were listening to the live coverage on the radio. And it was just completely gripping how in real time that whole search was happening. Yeah. Um, and so I really, I really remember that very well. But that was ten years ago now. Uh, this this week for the Boston Marathon. It's so interesting how, and maybe interesting is not the word, but but you you follow it over time on how when something happens. And I've heard my grandfather talk about when JFK was assassinated, on how it was okay. Well, you got to the TV and how all that was covered, and then I was eleven years old when. 9-11 happened and it's knowing how yeah. that was covered and then you take that next when you saw the the boston marathon bombing yeah it's just the way things are covered with increased technology increased availability of being able to follow every little step it's so much different after decades yeah it was in it was the for me and when i was a Younger, it was the beginning of the first Gulf War. That was yeah, kind of yeah. the TV live news happening TV event. That was kind of a the first big one in my lifetime, I think, unless I'm forgetting something that I remember then, obviously, 9-11. And then this would have been about 10 years-ish after that when, when this whole thing happened as well. I'm sure there have been other ones as well, but those really stand out mm-hmm. in my mind. Uh, hey, if you've got adult kids... 
you're of the age to uh, uh, to be uh, in a good enough spot to have kids who are now adults, you may be helping them out a little bit. It sounds like more and more parents are doing that financially for their own adult kids right now. Between the high cost of housing and food, the bank of mom and dad is struggling to help adult children while also funding parents' goals. In a new bank rate survey, 7 in 10 parents of adult children report sacrificing their own needs to help their kids financially by rating emergency savings, tapping retirement dollars, or delaying paying off their own debt. And just how much assistance young adults should get is a source of debate, with boomers saying independence should start at 19, while Gen Z sees 21 as the age of financial maturation. All of this is threatening the financial solvency of parents, especially when it comes to retirement. Yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, it, it is interesting. When we bought our, even when we bought our, uh, our starter house, the first house we were in a year or two after we got we got married. I remember it was there was that time where we had a house that we really wanted, hadn't sold ours yet, and financially we, you know, that that was something we just weren't going to be able to do. Uh-huh. And so, you know, th- thank my parents at the time helped us just figure out how to and helped us financially just a little bit with that point in loaning us some money uh-huh. to make sure we could bridge that thing. Um, but. Yeah, I, it, and and that was a time when the housing market wasn't insane. It was insane. <laughs> it was insane for the most part for in favor of buyers at that point. And mm-hmm. so I can't, man. I guess that would have been when we went from our first to our second. But nonetheless, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that's happening, especially yeah. when it comes to buying a house. Yeah, right now. Well, there there are a lot of people, and there, there's different financial situations all over the place. But there's so many times when you see. Young couples talk about, well, how did you, how did you clear student debt so quickly? How did you clear this or that? And a lot of times it's, well, we decided to move in with my parents yeah. or his parents or whatever. <laughs> Maybe we should have done that. And it, yeah. For a lot of them, it's, they just went and lived in a, what essentially becomes a multifamily house. Yeah. Until they can take the money that they would be putting towards a mortgage or towards rent, right. um, share some of those bills. You come out way ahead, do that for a couple of years, and it's like, okay, that's a very different situation than if over those two years you'd paid thousands of dollars in debt and mortgage and yeah. and rent and anything else that you would have had to. That's true. That's true. Uh, a couple of entertainment uh, pieces of news here. This is interesting. Uh, Caleb, I know you and I, when it was here in uh, in Lincoln at the Lead Center, we both went and saw the Phantom of the Opera yes. and the Lead Center version of it. That was phenomenal. It just ended this weekend. It's run on Broadway. Wow. It has been going since wow. it started. A long run. Had its final performances this weekend. It was a bittersweet send-off at the Majestic Theater Sunday night as the curtain came down on the final performance of the Phantom of the Opera. The masterpiece's composer Andrew Lloyd Webber, producers cast and crew, receiving a tear filled standing ovation. I don't think anybody, any of us, could have thought that the Phantom would go out while the Broadway show has grossed $1.4 billion in New York, it needed government assistance to reopen after pandemic shutdowns and never really recouped the sales of its prime. It was decided the show would close in February, the announcement causing demand to skyrocket. Seats sold out, sales broke records, and ticket prices soared. The show's closing pushed back until April. So that is the longest running Broadway show. It opened on Broadway January 26, 1988. 
So it had a straight wow. run that entire time. Um, it the, opened before I was born. Yeah, it's it's been running wow. your entire life. Thirteen thousand nine hundred eighty-one performances wow. on Broadway. That obviously doesn't count the the off-Broadway stuff, right. like the one that came to Lincoln. Number two, if you're wondering, is the revival of Chicago that opened in nineteen ninety-six. That is still running right now. Over okay. 10,000 performances of that. The next one I actually saw on Broadway is The Lion King. That re- that wow. opened in 97. It's been going straight. Wicked is number four. Um, that's uh, That opened in 2003. And then the, 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 the number five is closed. That's Cats. It opened in 1982, closed in September of 2000. Okay. Les Mis ran 87 to 2003. Isn't that crazy? Les Mis ran 87 to 2003. Phantom went on another 20 years after Les Mis closed. Yeah. That's crazy. So interesting stuff there. All right, we got to take a break. It is 657 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. Oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLI. Seven twelve. Welcome back. Twenty eight degrees in the capital city on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. Uh, because we could not get multiple winners on Ticket Thursday, India. When we were playing, <laughs> what is LNK today with Jack and friends thinking of? Uh, we ended up still having a pair of baseball tickets for tomorrow night. Uh, Nebraska, Creighton, Haymarket Park. Nice weather. High of 79, probably will barely get below 60, the the coldest that it's going to be. So really yeah. good weather for a game. We end up with a pair of tickets. And so uh, when we get that, we often say, all right, we're going to throw it open to people who are listening uh, if they want to text in. So uh, we're going to do another keyword contest for that. Yep. Uh, between now and the end of the show, text us mascot because it's mascot day hopefully we'll we'll see what that new one looks like for big red uh text text that in to the rickstein recognition text line 402-479-1400 mascot m-a-s-c-o-t to 402-479-1400 and at the end of the show we will pick a winner for a pair of tickets to husker baseball against creighton tomorrow night and why is it mascot well because we are awaiting today I don't know what time it is going to happen exactly. I'm not sure a specific time has been teased, but uh, the Nebraska Athletics Department has been teasing the unveil of a new Herbie Husker. Now, if if you follow them on social media, they've been 
posting little screenshots, it looks like, of an introduction video, is my best guess, uh-huh. of what's happening there. One that shows uh, his hands, Herbie's hands, uh, looking at a book. Obviously, somebody in the, the Herbie mascot. One that shows him walking toward a barn or something. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's a little mysterious. I don't, there's some... There's some backstory that obviously is going with it. Really but, thematic. Yes, but we don't we don't know. To to the extent we can tell anything from it, Caleb, the two pictures that we do have, uh it looks to me his outfit is like denim colored. So that says to me that we're getting overalls, Herbie, back. I is is that's yeah. my best guess. Yeah, it definitely looks from like what I can see. Like you're getting overall. the one where they show him walking toward the barn. He's wearing brown. You show his feet. It's uh, brown boots, and again, it looks like jeans. And then on the other one, you see his his front, a little bit of his front, and it's got a red end over the blue denim. So I'm gonna guess he's he's gone back to the overalls. That's about all we can tell. Well, and I think you're going to get a slightly different face as well. From the little bit that you can see from really it's a little bit of the mouth and a little bit of the nose. The nose looks like it's a little bit different, slightly. And then the the mouth is going to be a little different as well. Because you can see in the current Herbie Husker, which has got the polo and the jeans and the, the brown hair, he's got... Polo. <laughs> I mean, uh, I know. I know. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at your description. I'm laughing at the fact that they ever uh, did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, when you look at the smile. It's got a line right down the middle, like when you would draw a person and you just put a line across their teeth just to yeah. show that there was teeth. You don't have that in the video. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Overanalyzation yeah. right now. This is very overanalyzation. <laughs> Listen, all the the. the it's crazy because Nebraska and old school. Am I wearing my old school Herbie hat? No, I'm not. Old school Herbie, especially the little cartoon logo uh-huh. of old school Herbie, where he's got the overalls on, got the uh, the ear of corn in his back pocket. He's got that huge grin, the blonde hair. He is without a doubt husky in that in that uh, in that picture. That's one. That's an all time great logo. That's yes. a fantastic logo, and they went away from it um, 20 years ago or so and went toward a slimmer uh, brunette instead of blonde, non-overalls wearing, still cowboy hat wearing, but not overalls wearing Herbie. Oh. So he looked more like he was on the, you know you know what he looked like? He looked like he was someone who uh was one of the employees of a bed and breakfast that was supposed to give you a ranch experience. <laughs> yeah, welcome. I, I can see that. Welcome to the Double H Ranch. My name's Herbie. I hope you enjoy your stay tonight. Got a whole lot of ranch-related activities you can take advantage of during your stay here. He looks like he went to business school. I just, I'm, I'm, and and the cartoon of that one of. A brunette, uh, ranch bed and breakfast, Herbie, the cartoon version of him that they plastered on gear, on shirts and and hats and everything for the better part of 20 years. Th- that You know what I associate that, the, that cartoon image of him with? 
it it feels like the kind of gear that you would find if you're looking at like the like the di- they put at, at like Sam's Club every year in about August. They put out all of the the Husker stuff and they have it right when you walk in in the door and it's on the discount table. That's what it feels like. It feels like discount Sam's Club Herbie. It feels like the type of t-shirt you get at or like a drugstore or something like that. Right? You never you, you never it just it felt like I don't know, it just felt like it was some sort of nationalized branding that was really generic. It felt so yeah. generic. I don't know why and and maybe in a vacuum if if I was in a different place I wouldn't feel that way, but man, it never felt as localized and as connected to the program as overalls, blonde hair, huge grin, Herbie. Right. Corn in the pocket. So you've got, apparently, now there has been some of the gear yes. has been has been put out there or leaked or something. I don't know how it got out there. Well, I think just one of the sportswear places that has a contract... Just, yes, like made a social media post. Okay, so we've we now have we have seen the cartoon, the cartoon version, version of the new Herbie, and so if if the actual mascot is going to look anything like that, the overalls are back. Yep, the corn in the back pocket is back. The red kind of uh, flamboyant red cowboy hat with the N on it <laughs> is back. Yep, and of course we've talked about this before. He's got the number one sign instead of the OK sign. We've been through that whole ridiculous thing, uh-huh. but nonetheless. And then the brown shoes. The outfit. The outfit is exactly the same. Yeah, Ob- yeah. obviously it, it it's updated for just kind of style right. uh, on where you, how you do the N and the stuff on there. Right. The, but the out. Yeah, that's true. But in general, yes. Uh, other you, you've got that, the N on the front of the overalls. You've got the rolled up white short sleeve shirt um, under it. Which you know, I guess, showing off those those guns when you yep. roll those sleeves up tight. Another difference: the uh, the right hand, which in the older version of Herbie, where in the left hand he's got the OK sign, and the right hand was holding a football. Now he's just got right. that hand in the pocket, the right hand in the pocket. At least, and maybe they're going to be sports specific ones too. That, that would be cool. The, I would really like that. The sports specific, hundred percent. You you get to uh, you've got him with a bowling ball, obviously a football, a basketball, a baseball. Yeah, I'd give him a javelin for right. track. Right, but it's it's almost if you hadn't looked at old Herbie your entire life, you wouldn't know the difference between. This new one. Yeah, and if old you one. Didn't is that it, fair? Yeah, you if you agree? didn't put it side by side, and that's the reason you probably saw me over here pulling up the old one. If you didn't have a side by side, you'd look at that and you go, "That's familiar to me. Now, that's old Herbie." Here's my one issue with with the new, and this is again the cartoon stuff that goes on the clothes. I haven't seen the actual mascot yet that walks around during game. What the eyes look less like they're going to mess you up. Uh, that wasn't. No, I think I, I think I'm okay with that. I, the face is pretty good. It's pretty close. Yeah, it's very close. I'm it's just very saying, close. The eyes in the older one will throw you over a barn. Is it me? But did they? He's Tremor. They deleted about thirty. Pa- so he's not. He's not skinny like new Herbie. Uh, but he's not. You know, the gut is definitely down. Yes. The gut is much less significant. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a very big difference that you can see right there. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> You you like your Herbie needing extra doctor's visits? I'm gonna guess, uh, yeah. But you can tell. But you can tell he's 
the the type of overweight that's act also very strong. Well, for sure, for sure. Yeah, like he, his arm. Actually, old Herbie's arms are also bigger, and it looks like bigger, and appear to be more muscular than yeah. new Herbie's. So he's skinnier and less less muscular. This is cardio Herbie. This <laughs> is cardio. <laughs> He's been, like like if you lined up I mean they tried to do the three bears thing like old herbie is the yeah. that's too way that's too big uh new herbie is the other side that's too small this is middle herbie just the right amount this is of, small town crossfit herbie yeah this is still this is in the this is in the yellow range on the BMI chart at your doctor <laughs> instead of the maroon range yes yes so there you go uh, that's, that's the preview on, on this thing. So looking forward to finding out, but I'm, I'm generally, listen, I'm encouraged by seeing now, now. I hope this means like legit though. I hope that means, uh, bed and breakfast, ranch bed and breakfast. Herbie is gone, is gone on. I don't want to see it on t-shirts. I don't want to see it on any of this. We're going hopefully because they've started mixing old Herbie back in. That was the confusing thing. Yeah. They started mixing old, about five, seven years ago, they started mixing old Herbie back in. I mean, I've got two hats with old Herbie on them. Yeah, it's... And so you could get both of them the whole time. It's time to, it's just time to have, let's just have the funeral, okay? 2000, whatever, 2002, 2003 to 2023 for brunette uh, trim... Like I said, help her at the uh, ranch-themed bed and breakfast, Herbie. What, what happens to the live mascot? Is that just gone, too? If, if you bring I back the I assume so. Ones, you can't have both this one and... Maybe, the, maybe it's got a different coexist. name. Maybe they're not both Herbie. I, again, I hope today features a funeral for that. And Herbie. then, if we're deleting mascots, what is Lil Red's future? Uh, that's a fair question, too. That's a fair question. I don't know if modernization. Uh, by the way, they call, remember when Trev talked about this originally, he said it was a slightly modernized version. Well, it's a slightly modernized version of original Herbie coming back. Yeah. So that he talked about that September of last year. So this is the culmination, finally, of that whole thing. We made it back. When it comes out, we'll take a look. Uh, we'll let you know what the new one uh, in live action looks like. 724 on KLIN. Love KLIN? Tell us why with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. All right, let's count them down, starting with number five. Good response so far to the announcement and the flights that are going to begin in June out of LNK. Uh, GoFlyRed.com is where you can reserve those. 
going to seven cities. Uh, Minneapolis, popular destination, especially this fall with Oscars playing up there on yep. a Thursday night. Uh, Dallas, Orlando, Atlanta, Austin, Las Vegas, Nashville. Over two thousand uh, tickets already booked. I was just I was just going to check like um, if I wanted to pick. Okay, I'm just doing this. Let's say I wanted to take my family to Orlando uh, on that first month, June twenty second to twenty fifth. Um, yep, got them. Can still do that. Two two adults, two kids. I guess I only have one kid. Who's actually a kid now. Uh, Eighty nine bucks each way on that one. So go out. What days of the week? Thursday. Go out Thursday. Come back Sunday. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I and, mean, and you, and you don't many, need many clothes in June in Orlando. No, that's yeah, that's true. Uh, if you're doing the if you're doing the Vegas one, that one is. Let's see, that it goes. I want to find the days because so, all the days are different. Yeah, that one's also Thursday to Sunday. And Vegas and Orlando, I think, are the two that they plan to do year round. Um, and and hopefully they make a lot of these year round. Let's say you're uh, looking at Minnesota. The days on those are Friday to Monday, so that's one day back back one day there's, further, there's, or Monday to Friday, depending on. And there's some uh, Minneapolis that are Wednesday Saturday too. Oh, late, are there? Late, later, okay, uh, in Is September. That in September, okay. I'm just looking at the first one. Yeah. Look, By the way, all of these Minneapolis ones in June are 49 bucks right now. Go to September. When is the wow? Uh, when do the Huskers play in Minnesota? Is it? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, so it's actually at the end of uh, end of August. So that probably isn't. Uh... Yeah, you, it, it, it. I uh, I looked this up originally. Uh, yes, that it is. It would be available. You could go out on. I think it was a a Monday to a Friday. Same same thing on that if okay. you wanted to. But anyway, bottom line, uh, more than anything is it's. I mean, it's good to it's good to hear that that's coming because that that you are having that kind of response so far because I think it's going to be. Uh, it, it's going to be really important that these things get used, get filled up for for this this airline. I guess it's a charter service, actually, to keep keep what they're doing in Lincoln. I really want this to be around as an option, Rachel, selfishly. Rachel Barth was uh, on the uh, Girl Lincoln show Saturday, and when she was in to record on Friday, Tom had a chance to talk with her, and yeah. uh, she was saying that there's even people coming from Omaha. Yeah, I heard that in your newscast. So, because well, uh, you know, like nonstop to Austin, I don't think that's even offered out of uh, Omaha. Yeah, might not be. Yeah, all of the all of these are nonstop to all of these destinations that you're talking about. So, uh, and again, the fares, you, what you give up in flexibility of when it leaves, you get back in low, like lo, really low fares. Yeah. Now you do have to pay for luggage and carry on and things like that. Right. But, you got. Yeah. You want to pack, but. A lot of these you're going to do them the way that you're doing them. You're going to do either uh, let's see, one, two, three, four night or th- or three night trip, right. basically. If you're on all of these things, and so pack lightly, get out there um, and make a trip of it. If I didn't have a big trip planned already in June, I'd be looking at, at doing one of these this summer. I'm hoping to do. I want to go to Vegas again. I might go to Vegas. This That'd fall. be awesome. Now here's a thing that would be a lot of fun. I just can't make work because of uh, what we do here. Fly out on Monday up to Minneapolis. Yeah. Spend the whole week at the Minnesota State Fair. Oh. Thursday football game, Friday comeback. Yeah. Uh, according to the website now, those tickets are still available on the on that flight. Yeah. That Monday to Friday flight, it's still on there. 49 bucks each way. 
That's not bad. 49 bucks each way. Come on. 49 bucks each way. Yeah. So, anyway, I just, I thought, I know they were on Grow Link. Uh, she was on, Rachel was on Grow Link, and, and I'm just, I'm excited to hear that there's been a good response initially. If you're thinking about it, I'm personally encouraging you to use those flights. I wonder use if the those twins flights, are get at them home filled up, week. keep them here, because I think it's a great, again, it's a great quality of life thing, I think, here for Lincoln. Oh, the, the twins are at home, too. I'm going to build someone the perfect week. Okay. You keep working on that. <laughs> Find some concerts or something. What were you going to say, Mark? <laughs> I can't beat that right. one. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, move on, then. Number four. State leaders uh, Nebraska, Iowa, and Missouri uh, are pretty excited about the fact that they could work together and be called and uh, named a regional hydrogen hub. That could bring uh, some significant federal funds for clean energy projects, maybe up to a billion with a, with a B. Wow. Um, looks like the three states are working together um, laying the framework for this three-state hub. Of course, hydrogen being looked at as a possible energy source, you know, with hydrogen fuel cells at some point. And yeah, I was going to ask, what's the... I mean, what's the end game here on how this, this hub would be used exactly? Well, it, hydrogen is uh, very versatile, and it would be way to... Uh, I don't know exactly how they're, how this works in its entirety. I'm sure we'll learn more, but mm-hmm. hydrogen fuel cells uh, could be one of the prime power sources for vehicles or other equipment going forward. And the central location of Iowa, Missouri, Nebraska, and you put it, you know, like in southeastern Nebraska, you actually touch, you know, you've got all three states right there. Yeah. Um, I so, wonder where it would go. Right, uh, right by that, uh, right by that gas station you always stop at, and before you leave Nebraska, and you're going to Kansas City, probably. Yeah, or, 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 or you know, you only have to go ten miles south of Nebraska City, and you're on the Missouri border. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, that's the. I mean, that's that area. Yeah. If you really are looking at you know, the, the border of those three, that right when you're going to Kansas City down there uh, on Highway Two, that's exactly where that yeah. is. Or Falls City, uh, you yeah. know, and over in that area, uh, Peru would be a good a good location. And, and apparently, you know, uh, Pillen said this that it it makes a lot of sense here, just because. Missouri, Nebraska, Iowa are uniquely situated to um, because of the presence of wind, solar, biomass, uh, ag energy resources, essentially, that go along with this. Yep. So, there you go. Interesting story. Yeah, very cool. All right, moving on. Number three. Dominion Voting Systems defamation trial against Fox News uh, was supposed to start today, but delayed yesterday evening. Uh, evidently, there may be a settlement in the works. Yeah, That's... man, they moved this thing back. It was, but they all, you know, all these media members have gone down there because apparently Hannity's going to testify, and Tucker, Tucker Carlson's going to going to testify, and Murdoch is going to testify, and so they're ready for this big thing. They're all there Sunday night, and then all of a sudden, you find out that for the time being, it isn't going to happen, which means they must be close to a settlement. I think if they're if they're delaying this thing. I think they must be close to a settlement, and I can't imagine the dollar numbers that are being thrown around. If if Dominion's going to settle this thing, they are getting some dough out of this. Major dough. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Major, major. My major. goodness. Uh, but it will be... Uh, there, there are some people who are saying, wait, wait, we, we kind of wanted to see how this all worked out because it's got the potential to be kind of a landmark case... When it comes to 
defamation, media, actual malice, all of those things that go into this sort of thing. It was it was going to be a really, really significant case just in terms of the media landscape going forward and kind of defining what that <laughs> what that could make media entities liable for in the future. But if it doesn't happen, it's a civil suit. So if it doesn't happen, you can just drop the thing, get a payment, have some arrangements at the end of the thing. If there's an arrangement, like if there is a settlement, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they... Dominion says, oh, we're, you not only have to give us the money, you've got to go on on the air and do public apologies or something like this. I wouldn't be surprised if that's all part of this whole thing, too. But we will see. As of right now, 24 hours till they start this thing overnight, there was no settlement. But I, if they push the thing back for a day, I bet, what, I bet there's one coming. I'd be surprised at this point if they don't get to it, if they're that if, close. If they don't settle, you think we'll ever know what the dollar amount offered was? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Pro- probably not. It shows you, but that dollar amount shows you how strong each side thinks their case is. Right. Uh, that that gives you a good idea of that. But I, I think, I mean, I think Fox has some real financial incentive, not only to not lose the case, but to not have it go to trial. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they don't want they don't want this thing. It's gonna be a I don't think it'll be a great situation for them if it goes to trial, even if they end up winning the thing. So moving on. Two. Number two. Oscar baseball left no doubt, sending a stadium record seven home runs. Dang! Eighteen to five win over Northwestern swept the three game set. Caleb, I think you would have hit a few out yesterday if you were batting with that uh, wind aid. That just they just pop one up at a decent enough angle, and that that, that wind's going to help carry a little bit. But I mean, even still, you got to hit that thing well. It's true. Uh, there were a few others that were just looked like routine pop flies, and it's like, oh, that's going to be caught. And then it's like, wait a minute, why is it traveling fifty feet further over? No one can track it. There was one that ended up foul. The Northwestern pitcher runs all the way out the what would be the uh, first baseline, overruns it by like 15 feet, and then the first baseman tries to come make the catch near the line. Yeah, They're like you, it was really hard to track a lot of those yesterday. But Nebraska over the course of the weekend, even with the the rain delay and everything, Saturday moving the game up on Friday to make sure they could get that in before we started to see that severe weather come through. This team clicked when they had to click against a team that you could not lose a game to. Yeah. This is this is yeah. not a team that you lose to. They go 3 and 0 on the weekend. Now they're a half game out front of the league. You got a non-conference game at home against Creighton tomorrow before you head to Iowa. I think you get 2 out of 3 and you're feeling really uh, good yeah. coming back. If they can get to I mean, you look at the standings right now, Nebraska's alone in first place at the moment in the Big 10. Uh which is I mean it, it's great. Boy, keep that up, yeah, and get yourself, and win the regular season would be great, but a chance to make that tournament in Omaha, which is in Omaha this year yeah. again, uh, over at TD Ameritrade, what's it called now? Uh, Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab Field. The Chuck. The Chuck. Uh, that, that's a really fun event. Get Nebraska in that, having a shot at winning it in front of a completely partisan crowd as they go deeper and deeper yeah. into the tournament. It's that such could, a different crowd whether or not Nebraska's there, too, uh, is the yeah. other part of that. I know. They finally got that thing in Omaha every year, and it just it stinks when Nebraska doesn't make it. So I don't. I not only want to make them, I'd love to see them be a top I mean, top seed overall, a top three seed in that thing. Very and much, And get the advantages yeah. of that. And, boy, you go, you go win that thing, and 
you know, who knows what that does for your postseason potential. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're set up really well right now to make a regional. Um, how close can you get to where you're in the conversation of hosting a regional? Oh, I think I, they got a ways I, to go there. I, I think they have got to win games like Creighton on yeah. tomorrow night. Oh yeah, I think there's a long way to go, but get yourself in the conversation for that, yeah. and that sets you up as a really good two seed. Yep. Uh, all right, and then uh, finishing off number one. This is crazy. It is. Fifty-year-old Spanish extreme athlete came out of a cave on Friday. She'd been in there. 500 days, 230 feet deep, minimal contact outside. Beatrice Flamini told reporters time flew by. She didn't want to come out. She was 48 when she went in, celebrated two birthdays alone underground. Began her challenge November 20th, 2021. Just to put that in context, that was before the outbreak of the Ukraine war, the end of Spain's COVID mask requirement. And even before the death of so Queen Elizabeth. She had got zero updates on what was happening. In fact, to the point where she told... This is crazy. She did have some communication to, to keep track of her health and those sorts of things. But she told them not to let even let her know if one of her family members died. What? Yes! She, because she wanted no communication whatsoever. She also said she kept track of days... For the first like thirty days, and then she quit. So she didn't know how long she'd been there. She she quit counting days. Um, I'm not sure what ability she would have had to do. I don't know if sure she could see sunlight or have some ability to know when day went to night or anything like that. Uh, read like a thousand books at that point uh, down there during that time down there. You'd think she'd have a little bit of light then. N- yeah, she. There must. Yeah, there must. I think they maybe had lights, but I think they had like artificial lights. Okay, actually, down there, and they had like GoPro cameras with her. It's a crazy story. Google it and and read about the whole thing. Uh, oh, I said a thousand books. It was sixty books that she went through. Not a thousand. Could have been a thousand books. <laughs> yeah, I think on this side. But yeah, day sixty-five. She says she stopped counting. She said she didn't ever start talking to herself out loud. That's good. Um. Man, oh, and she oh, wanted oh. to stay, and she said she wanted to stay down there. It was too short for her. Wow, too- five hundred days wasn't enough. Like, what do you say to her first when she comes up to tell her what the you know what the latest news is about life? Okay, <laughs> would it be weirder when she she comes back and you find out? Okay, there's no more mask mandate. The queen has died. The there's the war in Ukraine, or she goes in and it's. January 2020. Yes. And then comes out 500 days later. Yeah. That, you'll, that's true. If you had done 500 days from then, it would have went you know, through the, the vast majority of the, the pandemic as well. Crazy. First thing I would have told her, hey, Nebraska football and men's basketball have won their last three games against Iowa. <laughs> Can you believe it? And you're just up in time for baseball. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. We got a new Herbie Husker. Can you believe it? And if she wants old to, Herbie is back. If she wants to go to Haymarket Park on uh well, never mind. They're at Iowa this week. Yeah. All right, seven lovers a special yes, guest. I tell you. Just <laughs> Google crazy people. You'll yeah, it'll come up. It's uh it's something. All right, seven fifty four. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you 
live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. I start walking your way, you start walking mine. We meet in the middle, meet that old Georgia all right, Tim Maruza back on LNK Today with Jack and Friends here to explain to me what in the crap is happening at the Capitol because some of it is way over my head even after even after covering it for all these years. Good morning, Tim Maruza. How are you doing today? I'm all right, Jack. How are you? I'm good. I am good. Oh, real quick uh, here for the listeners, uh, accident 54th and Roca Road, three-car accident. So... Be aware of that as you're out and about this morning. It's my understanding, Tim, that they might pass a bill this week. Is this is this true? Is this real? May actually have a bill. Looking more and more likely. Wow. Um, it's already? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, today will be day 62. Uh, there will be no bills passed today based on my review of the agenda. But... Um, or sorry, 63. Yeah, 60, day 63 uh, today. 27 days left. Um, still no bills passed. It is, I, I think like there's a lot of rumor and talk going on and I haven't seen anybody with an official, but I think the previous record is day 41 maybe. And that was, you may recall the 2017 legislative session when senators Adam Morfeld and Tyson Larson held up the body for like 30 days debating rules. I don't know if you remember <laughs> no, that. I but, don't for some reason. Um, I remember, I remember. Geez, I remember those guys, but I don't remember that. Wow. Uh, those two kind of went around, almost, I think it was 30 days straight, arguing about uh, the filibuster change was the big fight, right? Whether you need, should have 33 green votes. And I think the change that Senator Larson was proposing was a change to 17 actual red votes. So instead of just like not voting, right, as an option to get you toward blocking a bill with the filibuster, they fought for 30 days on that rules change. Um, every morning you'd get up, there'd be a filibuster, you'd go to hearings in the afternoon. So um, now, yeah, now we're, we're well past that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 40, 40, 41 days, something like that before K-63, and we haven't passed one yet. Yeah. How yeah. Mu- I mean, uh, what kind of a, I mean, in reality, what kind of a cr- crunch does that put on the legislature, given now where we are, the fact that you are finally getting to final reading on on some of these bills, uh, how just how much? I mean, I think I know the big ones that they're going to do, but just how much does that limit their ability to really do anything beyond a few that we're aware of? It's a little bit hard to know without kind of seeing the full chessboard, right? So you've kind of got the speaker and his team that are scheduling bills that are sort of looking at, you know, back in his office, they're looking at here are the number of days we have left. We've got 27 days. Yes, and I, you know, we've got late nights already scheduled out. But what what's kind of hard for us is we have no idea how late they're going to go on a late night. Are they going to go till ten? Are they going to go till eleven? Are they going to quit at nine? Are they quitting at eight thirty? Um, all we know is they're working past five, right? Um, he's given some expectations for we, you know, plan to go till nine p.m., ten p.m., um, all the way till eleven. But until you kind of see it, and then on the backside too, Jack, they're filling in those hours, so. There are only so many hours in the next 27 days, depending on how many hours the speaker's willing to go before adjournment. 
And then you got to fit the bills into those hours, assuming, right, that the filibusters will continue. Um, I, everybody still holds out hope that every once in a while we're going to let some things go a little bit easier. But <clears throat> to your question, Jack, it's always a kind of a gamble as from my standpoint, when you're sort of looking at, we keep track, there's a worksheet published every day that has a list of bills on each round of debate. So it'll give you the number of bills that are on general, the number on select, and the number on final reading. And it's kind of a gamble as you kind of look at that final reading list piling up, right? You get things through because every single one of those bills has already made it through two stages of debate, but there's still a potential of two hours of debate on each one of those. And so you get 10 bills, you got two hours, that's 20 hours of floor debate. Um, it, it can add up really quickly yeah. if the folks who are filibustering want to keep that up. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to ask a couple of more specific questions then about the bills that have gotten the lion's share of attention this session. That's the the heartbeat bill on abortion and then the uh, let them grow bill as it it pertains to uh, some of the treatments for minors uh, when it comes to gender affirming care. It seems like both of these bills are kind of in the same position as they I think have both been through two rounds, but they each have this kind of pending amendment hovering over them where you don't know if they've got the votes without the amendment, um, and you also don't know if the amendment is going to get in into the bills. The, the abortion one obviously would move it from the heartbeat, the six weeks approximately to 12 weeks, and then the one that's been talked about on the other one is banning uh, only the surgical procedures and letting non-surgical procedures remain as an option for minors. Um, I, guess, I guess how clear are we on all the vote counting for these for these things and whether or not these amendments actually become part of the, these bills? Um, well, I not to, not to overcorrect, I, but I do think that they're, each bill kind of is a little bit different right now, right? So I'll start with the transgender affirming care, um, gender-altering care bill mm-hmm. uh, for minors. That bill is now on final reading. You saw last week the filibuster on select file which took it out for four hours, as you mentioned, an amendment that would have restricted that, so only prohibiting surgeries for minors, right? So irreversible surgeries that alter someone's genitalia, um, that colloquially referred to as top and bottom surgeries. In, in maybe what was one of the like most unexpected, unanticipated moves, I, I don't know. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen or a lot of folks in the lobby have ever seen anything like it. Um, at the very last minute, Senator Cow stood up to essentially withdraw her what was sold as a compromise amendment, saying, "I don't, we don't need this amendment to get yeah. 33." She said, "Don't vote uh, for my amendment." And that yeah, yeah. I mean, she after after some hubbub, she ultimately asked everybody not to vote for it. It failed. That amendment did not become part of the bill, and it advanced to final reading. Um, you've heard, you've seen some coverage either on Twitter and and maybe in some of the newspapers, but. Once you're on final reading, Jack, our process requires you, you cannot amend a bill on final reading. Oh, so okay. Once it's on final reading, um, and part of that is in the unicameral compromise structure, a bill can't be amended. You need to give the public an opportunity to know what the legislature is doing. The idea George Norris had was, we don't want you to change the bill at the last minute after the public thought they were getting something, and then all of a sudden you get something what? completely different, and nobody had time to give feedback. So. In order to amend that bill, it's got to be, you got to make a motion to return to select file for a specific amendment. So then they'll pull it back to select file. That could take another four hours. 
Then, Jack, we also have a layover day, right? So between select and final reading, you can't have a bill come up the very next day. You have to have a layover where you give the public time to see what did the legislature do, how did they amend the bill, call your representative and say you like it or you don't, and then it can go back to final reading for another potential two hours. So if they're going to amend the bill at this point, you got you got to restart the clock on select and restart the clock on final, which can be done. It has been done. It happened with gambling, I think, last year or two years ago on the amendment that pulled um, in-state betting on Husker football games out, right, yeah. um, if, you're, if you recall that. But it's very rare, and in a session like this, it's a pretty risky move. I would tell you that they had a solid 33 votes to advance the bill without the amendment. I think that vote number holds, and I think it's, I think it's really unlikely to see the amendment, but possible. Um, on abortion, on the, the heartbeat bill, that is on select file now. It is only advanced okay. from general to select. It's subject to amendment. I've seen some comments and some quotes from Republican senators that are open to 12 weeks. So um, that could happen. I haven't seen an amendment yet outside of the one Senator Rippey filed um, for a select file amendment. We'll see where that goes over the next week or so, probably, in terms of, I mean, that has to come up again probably in the next week for it to keep well, moving through the process. There's no impetus to amend either of them anymore if they've got the votes, though, right? Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm saying, like, I I think that the transgender bill, and, you know, this is just Tim speculating here based on what I've seen, 33 votes. They had 33 for cloture. They voted on the amendment, but then they also had the same 33 who voted to advance the bill without the amendment. And I think that's probably your signal that you've got 33 hard votes without an amendment. So unless unless there's some strong compromise or some real desire to do it, it's going to be it won't be a happy day in the legislature well, in terms of the high profile the, nature of it. But I know, and and and, th- and thank you for clearing that up. Uh, but I only I I asked just because there, I mean there was still talk even after she got up and said don't for my vote for my amendment it didn't go on it passed there was still all this talk about them working out some additional compromise and I don't know if that was just un you know it's just not going to happen or if I misunderstood that but it sounds like there's no, still talk of, talk of it. I I mean I, to be clear they are talking right so I know that. Uh, Senator Cowles, Senator Jacobson, a couple of other of, of kind of the, on the Republican side have said we're open to discussion. Um, I don't know where that's going to lead, though. I think there was kind of some talk of, hey, in the next couple of days, if you have specific things you want to change that are going to. I think the thing that they keyed in on on the floor and then maybe even in the day after kind of in some of the comments was they're looking for amendments or proposals that will change people's positions. Right. So so to the senators who are filibustering, to the senators who oppose this bill. What do what would you like to see the bill do to get you to vote for it? Um, I don't know if there's anything out there. I mean, that's where it's kind of like, you know, where do things go? And until we kind of see or give it a little bit of time to, it's hard to know if there's going to be proposals that change that or not. Um, like I said, the kind of kind of intent to withdraw and then and then voting it without the amendment was sort of unexpected because I think everybody thought if that amendment comes up, it'll go on, bill will pass, and then you know be on to next year sort of on that issue but we'll uh, see if they can come up with anything it's just it's really hard to restart the clock unless unless you feel very confident you have the votes and it's not going to be filibustered um changing topics here for the last minute or two that we've got here uh a, a week and a two weeks in a day to the city election I, I don't know if this is your read on it but it seems like the kind of the bottom line debate among at least people who are supporting the mayoral candidates one or the other is 
is Lincoln a dangerous city when it comes to crime or not? Um, I've seen a lot of back and forth about that. That seems like where things, and, and it's kind of interesting because so many other mayors race, Tim, that we've talked about in the past have really focused on property tax. Property tax is a huge one. And, and that's out there with this, but just not front and center like the crime issue is for this one. What do you make of, uh, first of all, do you, do you agree with me? And then, and then what do you make of how that's kind of taken front and center in this race? You know, I don't, it's an interesting, uh, an interesting question, Jack. I think you got to, Republicans typically bend toward the law and order type approach. I think that's what's happening here. You, you saw it on the national level with Donald Trump versus Joe Biden in 2020, right, in the wake of the protests. And we it's kind of a spillover, a pour over. It's the first mayoral election. And, um, we had the protests in 2020 as well. And so you kind of. It's kind of a spillover on some of that carryover, and you're also seeing a lot of headlines, right? Anecdotes are um, may not tell the full story, but you see a lot of headlines about shootings and about those sorts of things, and so it becomes sort of the hot topic in terms of the local conversation. I don't know that I personally, I don't feel unsafe in Lincoln. I feel very safe in Lincoln. I feel very comfortable raising my family here, but um, like I said, I, I think it's part of the, what hook are we trying to get? What do we think motivates voters? And that's what you're sort of seeing the infighting over, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know whether it'll sway mine. Um, it will be interesting to see. I know if you look back at those numbers, you put the two Republican candidates both together and it's a very, very tight race, Jack. So um, I, the two are the two um, general election candidates are duking it out over yeah. what's going to make the difference in that margin. It's like 50 um, 50. And, so, and I don't know, what else would you highlight? Like, what, what else is there to highlight? Man, that South Beltway is not done yet, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly <laughs> thought, I guess, I thought COVID masks were going to be a thing. I, I thought COVID masks were going to be a thing in this race. I honestly did. I don't think. I don't think. I have, I've not seen any polling. I don't have seen any data. I would be very shocked if COVID masks are a broadly popular or broadly impactful issue. I agree. Polling among Lincolnites. I agree. I mean, in 2023, a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe. But yeah. I mean, where we're at now, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll see. We got two weeks and one day until uh, we make the selection on all those city elections. All right. Hey, good to talk to you, Tim. Uh, great explanation on on the legislative stuff. That really helps in kind of uh, figuring out what's going on in the day to day news with that. So I always appreciate that. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you, Jack. All right. There you go. Tim Ruza, friend of the program. I don't really used to call him our summer friend. It's still almost summer. Uh, or it is almost summer now at this point. We're talking to him again. It's 826. We'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 837. Uh, Mike Schaefer is going to join us shortly from Nebraska 24-7. We'll talk a little bit about the spring game, uh, but just want to remind everyone, be listening throughout this week to KLIN all day long for your chance to win spring game tickets. We're going to have text-to-win contests sprinkled in throughout our programming Again, uh, might be in the morning, might be in the afternoon. Um, we'll see where it goes. But if you uh, are listening and hear that text to win keyword, do that. 
text to win, and you might uh, win tickets to see the spring game here coming up this Saturday from Memorial Stadium. So wanted to make sure people are aware of that. Um, real quick, Caleb, I'll, I'll ask you this question first, and um, it's the same question I'm going to pose to Mike. And, and, and I realize the spring game isn't going to give you complete answers probably to any of them. But what questions do you come into about this team with the first chance to really see them extensively? What are the first things you're going to be looking at to attend to your curiosities that exist about what's going to be on the field? Well, Matt Rule has talked about he wants it to be uh, ones versus ones and twos versus twos. So the very first thing is, who's out there? Who Who's out there? Yeah. Now, now we, we know that... Sometimes there's injuries or someone's banged up, so it might not necessarily be 100% across the board. But for me, it's just who's out there, because that's going to start to tell you a lot. Um, you've had some guys change positions, whether they've been two-way, they've been offense and defense, or they've now all of a sudden they're a tight end, or they've, they've moved along the interior offensive line. Who are the guys that are out there first and foremost? Who is, we're assuming Jeff Sims at quarterback, right? But who else is out there? Who is all of a sudden the two? Is there any kind of competition behind what you would expect to be Sims and Thompson, then Logan Smothers, and then where else is everybody at? So just right away, who's out on the field when you have the presumed ones and twos? Yeah, uh, I, I think that's absolutely that. That's a good point. And he said that you are going to have one the one offense and the one defense on opposite on opposite teams here. Yep. So. Uh, you'll get to see a little, quote, good on good here at some point during this thing, which yeah. will very much be interesting. And that's a great point. Who is, you know, who's the running back out there with the first team, right? Who yeah. is, who are the, who's the tight end out there with the first team? A uh, lot of, a lot of interesting questions. And there. I know everyone's really interested. What does the offensive line look like? Yeah. Who, who are the five that line up across which, there? You know, it's, it's interesting that the, the you kind of have question mark on question mark with the defensive line going up against the offensive line. Probably the two areas where, the, I mean, the offensive line has some experience coming back, but they just, you know, it's been a, I mean, let's face it, it's been an area of concern for a long time, uh, including last year. The defensive line is, that that's the place where they just don't have the experience, really, yeah. right now on the roster. Yeah, so, who, who are going to be the guys that step up on that offensive line? What did uh, what did the year off look like for Nori Nuili? Yeah, that now now that we see him come back, is did he take a step forward in his time where he's kind of away from the team? He didn't get a play in any of the games because of his his season suspension. Did he find a way to make himself better to where this offensive line as a whole can take a step forward under the new coaching staff? Yeah. Um, and and you alluded to it, but I think probably the biggest one for people is to see what what Jeff Sims is about well, exactly. We're all looking I mean, at the quarterback. Yeah, I mean that's th- that will be the first. That's going to be the first discussion after this game. Probably is exactly. I I think you know, and of course highlights are available of his to watch from Georgia Tech. You can see a little bit of it, but it just it's different when you see him in the system that he will play in with the players that are surrounding him what style of a quarterback does he look like to yep. the eye you know is he going to is he going to be running the ball a lot is he going to look like you know what what Casey Thompson did a little bit last year as well that over i mean when you get down to it that's going to be the thing people are talking about before and after the game and does this offense look noticeably different than what we've seen in the past. Does it look noticeably different than... I, I realize at times the offense got, okay, Casey Thompson, go just throw it up downfield. 
but how much of a difference does it look like with Matt Rule at the helm? Yeah, what's the offense? Yeah, that's probably the other one is just what the offense looks like. Yeah, is it identif- Are you going to look at it and you say, oh yeah, this is a very much a different offense than what we saw last year? I think that's probably the other question that's that's out there as well. And then who who, who look like the playmakers on defense? Um, you know, is it is it is it Luke is Luke Reimer all over the place? Is it more of uh, Hartzog out there as a defensive back? Farmer, you you have some names, especially in that back seven that we've seen before, and who's making plays out of them? Mike Schaefer, uh, Nebraska twenty four seven joins us right now. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing today? I am good. We were sorry, just we were, no, it's all right. We were just asking the question: What? Even though they may not totally be answered from the spring game, but it's the first opportunity for all of us to really see extensively game type situations under Matt Rule. What are the questions you come in that you with about what this team looks like live that you again may not totally get answered, but start to get an answer to? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think you start with Jeff Sims. Um, I think he's going to be a big part of everything for 2023 so this is your first glimpse of that and with that you get the opportunity to kind of see what Marcus Satterfield means when he talks about the quarterback run game is it you know Taylor Martinez style where on third and six you could be looking for a quarterback draw kind of thing or is it um, a little bit more free-flowing and you work it in but sometimes it's just Jeff Sims taking off mm-hmm. uh, and making a play when there's not anything there. So that's always harder to see in the spring game with the green jersey and everything else, but I think you at least get a glimpse of what that offense could be and then you move from there to you know, for me the wide receivers I'm I'm very curious. I think Marcus Washington has a chance to kind of elevate himself to uh, being the number one wide receiver, but does he have the skill set where that means he's Trey Palmer or Samari Toure? I don't think so. And so then who kind of comes in around him? And obviously we have Xavier Betts and Isaiah Garcia Castaneda back, and Alante Brown is now in the portal. So you you kind of have a lot of uh, upheaval at wide receiver. And so I, I want to see groupings. I want to see where guys are lined up. I know none of this is like particularly fascinating stuff. Right. But some of it is just filing information away for what it could look like next, you know, August. And then you get into the defense and with that, some of it's just seeing what the three three five looks like. There's a lot of pieces that uh maybe aren't necessarily there. I shouldn't say a lot, but at least a few up front. So I don't know that we're gonna get like the real glimpse of exactly what the defense looks like, but it's an opportunity to see pieces for the first time. And and I guess the same thing with the offense too. You know, you're they're not gonna show everything that they've got. But do you think you'll see kind of the scheme this offense runs with, the individual plays this offense runs, and you're like, huh, this feels very different than where we were a year ago, or will it kind of feel the same, do you think? Yeah, I, that's, I'm, I'm very interested in that. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, it's one of those things that um, even last year, until they played Northwestern, it was hard for me to really know what like the Mark Whipple stamp on anything was going to be. Because right. it didn't feel that different in the spring game. Right. And so I kind of think it's going to be like, oh, it's still football. There's still, you know, it's still kind of an offense. Like this isn't, you know, I, I'm not expecting anything like wild to come out of it. But you might get an opportunity to see, does Marcus Satterfield use more two tight end sets or, you know, just different smaller things like that. But I don't I don't look for it to completely change how Nebraska's offense has been, I think. Uh, but that's just hard to say because 
last year they were all over the place. Yeah. I mean, you had the you had the Purdue game, and then you follow that up with whatever the Illinois game was. Right. So it's it's hard to say we know what a Nebraska offense looks like at this yeah. point. Yeah, and then, and, then, and then what I said to Caleb, and I know you, you touched on this a little bit, but, I mean, the natural reaction, the thing that almost for sure we're going to be talking about right after this is over is what the quarterbacks looked like. That's just natural for a spring game, and especially when there's a guy like Jeff Sims where there's film out there of him at mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, but... Most of us haven't watched. Watched. Right, we, don't, yeah. we just don't know what we're getting with right. him exactly. That, and it I looks mean, that's different. Be the big thing. It looks different when he's wearing the Nebraska helmet yeah. and everything else. So 100%. you can you can watch film on someone, but until they're like right there in front of you playing, it it always just hits differently. And so the quarterback thing, you know, as as interesting as Jeff Sims is going to be, I would expect a heavy conversation about Heinrich Harburg as well. Like we've been having on, all spring. Yeah, based on. Every piece of information we've received, it seems like he's had a pretty good spring, and the staff likes him, and they want you to know that they like yeah. him. Yeah, isn't and it interesting how like not not now they're talking about him, but even those videos from practice come out. Yeah. Like it's got they feature him. Gabe Irvin is featured in tons of them. Um, there's just a lot. Yeah, you, the same players keep popping up. Harburg yeah. was one of the very first players we even got to hear from yeah. at the start. He was a day spring. one, that day one Monday. Yeah, yeah, which is still like okay, well. He's, uh, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but at best he seems like he's your number two quarterback, probably lower than that. How exactly does that factor in to the team this year? I think that it works, you know, for a couple different levels. I think it's Matt Rule trying to just instill confidence that, you know, this guy is having a good spring. And I also think there's a little piece of it that's like, hey, Conversation got wonky right off the start when we were asking if he was changing positions. Yeah. And so maybe this is a way of letting everyone know, no, Heinrich Harburg's a quarterback. Yeah. So there could be a little of that to it. Uh, let me ask you a, a little a roster question. You know, I know they still have to. They're still going to have to do a lot of roster work here after this is over. And you're going. You got the transfer portal um, opening up again. And as you mentioned, Alante Brown is is leaving. What do you kind of? How lively do you expect the next uh, after the spring game is over? Most likely to be transfer portal wise in both directions for Nebraska. I mean, I think you're looking at anywhere from what thirteen to. 17 potential departures uh, to get the numbers to where they need to be. And then I don't think Nebraska wants to stop playing in the portal either. So they want to get a couple extra spots to to be able to determine if there's anybody else out there that could help them. Then I think that's why you're going to see more than if they're just at 99 right now, you'd need to get to 85s. But that's why I think you're going to see more than 14. So um, some of it, you may not see an actual departure. It could just be there's a guy that we don't know about that goes from uh, scholarship to NIL assisted. Uh, they did that last year with some players. Huh. So uh, there's <laughs> that's an interesting concept. There's ways that that could work. There could be guys that take medical retirements that just you know go to being a, a regular student, but they keep all the benefits of having the scholarship. Uh, that's a thing that Scott Frost staff used their first year uh, to to open up roster spots. So I think there's going to be no shortage of news coming um, over the next two weeks. And then, of course, the coaches are going to go on the road um, as soon as really Monday or Tuesday of, of next week. I would imagine they have a meeting, then they get out there, and then they're out in the evaluation period. And that's going to lead to a bunch of you know photos at random track events and uh, everything else and people pointing at each other. The, the point photos are always big, you know, this time of year. So, yep, exactly. We're going to get Ed Foley at the South Loop invite. Yeah. 
I mean, if anyone was gonna go, <laughs> I we need to we need to figure out how much left of Nebraska Ed Foley has to canvas before he's seen more of the state than most of the residents here. That's a good point. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. And of course the 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 recruiting visit weekend for Nebraska. And yeah. I'm here. I am thinking about a basketball player who's going to be here during the uh, recruiting visit weekend. With, oh, is there uh, a notable basketball? Hunter Salas is uh, I, I, is going to be here know. during the spring game. So yeah. that's the one. That's a guy I'm going to be watching on the you know making sure he's having a good time with this whole thing. We'll see if we can set up like a Hunter Salas cam so you can just. Follow I'd appreciate that. that. I would very. That I would, would actually stream. be the great reveal of the new Herbie. All of a sudden. You look inside the Herbie mascot, and you're like, oh, oh that, it's Hunter Salas the whole time. And he takes it wow. off, and he was like, I'm in. <laughs> I went a totally different way as you started that, because I was joking about like a Hunter Salas cam, and I thought you were going to say the new Herbie is going to be like this security footage robot <laughs> that walks around <laughs> okay. as a way to like, oh, he's yeah, got that, like a body cam a Herbie on, cam. Right, so he yeah. can just you know Pretty monitor good. things for the athletic department. If, yeah. we had, if Dylan Riola threw the bones at a basketball game, does Hunter Salas do it at the spring game? Hmm. Could be. That's a good question. I mean, in between, you have Matt Rule doing it at SmackDown. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! The <laughs> amount of texts I got from people guys. that live in Nebraska and outside of Nebraska that were fired up that the head coach of a football program threw the bones on on wrestling on Friday night. I would. I normally would never have watched that, but my son was at went to it, and so and I real I didn't even realize it was on live TV on Fox. Yeah, at the Friday's. time, I didn't. I didn't realize it. So I was like, I'm going to see what he's at, what he watched, and then like two minutes in, right away, there's rule. I saw yeah. rule on one of the things where the camera yeah. panned over, and he was there. And I was like, I did you see who was sitting next to Matt Rule? No, the, the guys it? from Super Troopers. What? Yeah, they were here, and then they tweet out the uh, broken lizard troop. Yeah, and then were they? Did they do a show in Lincoln? I don't know. I just they know did, I saw and pictures. I did not go to it. I'm going to be like devastated. But then before they left, they got a uh, got a beverage from Kincader, Schnozberry, <laughs> oh, sour. No. I don't understand any of this. You've never seen Super Troopers. Nope. Schnozberry tastes like Schnozberries. No, I don't know what you're talking about. See, and that even came out in like peak time for you to see it. Really? Huh. I mean, like 2002. I don't know. You Back don't even have to probably watch. Probably did things. You don't have to watch 14 no. movies to get caught up. There's no pod racing. Yeah. All right. I'll take a look. I'll take. It'll a look make you laugh. That is. Uh, do you have Do you have opinions on uh, New Herbie? Are you gonna miss Are you gonna miss Sam's Club discount no. rack? Her, no. uh, Dark haired Herbie. I've, I've long held that the only Herbie that needs to be on display is coveralls, and you know the one that was in the ESPN commercial with uh, Marquise de Sade. Yes, that's that's the Herbie that we need. That's the only Herbie that needs to exist. I'm worried based on the the images that have come out of like the cartoon version of it. I think you know. It weight wise with Herbie, they've tried to go in the middle of new Herbie and old Herbie. They're they're trying to they're they're trying to put him at like the yellow range on the BMI scale Mm -hmm. is what I would I would say is what they're doing with this. Where old Herbie might have been in the orange or red, and new new Herbie was in the green. So that's the biggest difference. Is this gluten free Herbie? Is that what we're gonna call it? I mean, he's not a weed farmer, so he's definitely a corn farmer. <laughs> but yeah, yes. When you when I show you this image, I'm showing you now the image of 
uh, new Herbie, the cartoonized version of him. What's the first thing that even comes to your mind? Uh, the I'm one worried, that, that I'm I worried this away. isn't going how I want it to go. Why? why? I want the old Herbie. I, this one's gone, though. I want you to oh. say your goodbyes. Oh, okay. This one's gone. All right, well, good any, riddance. It, I don't yeah, have goodbyes. Uh, it just it screams. Somebody tweeted. I thought tweet. you were saying that was going to be, and no. it's like it looks the same. No, that's the that's the one okay. that's the one that has been dominated. All right. As the official mark for like the last twenty years, and to me, it screams like something you would buy at Walgreens or Sam's Club. And somebody else on Twitter described it this way, and it was great. It's when your in-laws realize or know that you're an, uh, a Husker fan, and so they go and buy you a shirt mm. with with uh, that is a quote Husker shirt, and it's this on it. That's what that is. It, I thought that was a very good description. It there. looks like the uh, the Walgreens version of when they do a pharmaceutical swap, like they have a box or a logo that's supposed to be kind right. of similar right. to that. Similar, similar to the yeah. uh, impacts of Claritin. It's like when I put stuff on a Christmas list, I wasn't getting the name brand item. I was right. getting what my mom right. found. There it is. Similar. There's the picture of the new one. Sorry, that's I'm, I'm putting it up for you. All right, right that's better. Yeah. yeah. All right. Still have the corn in the back pocket. They've got the front of the... Has anybody ever noticed? Look at the hat on old Herbie. It's a cowboy hat of a style that I don't think exists anywhere. It's a caricature it's, of a hat. It's got the front like cut out on the whole thing. It's bizarre. They fixed that with the hat. Otherwise, wearing the exact same outfit still has the corn in the back pocket, too. So going back to the roots, it looks like, with the old one. We'll see what the live-action one um, looks like here. Um, there you go. So uh, Nebraska baseball first in the Big Ten, too. We've got that. They can't beat anybody from in the state, but they're the best team in the Big Ten record wise yeah. right now. So that's, uh, let's, that's remarkable. Let's make a let's get a party going in Omaha for the Big Ten tournament. That's all I ask. That'd be fun. Those that that's fun. Having that that's the most depressing thing when that tournament's going on in Omaha and Nebraska's not there. How many home runs can Bryce Matthews hit in the Big Ten tournament? That's what, if the wind's blowing out like it was yesterday. He's a lot. He's a lot. He's going to be challenging whoever has the single season record, Dan Johnson or whoever that is. I feel like we haven't probably, and largely because the baseball team's been so up and down, he is having a statistical season that, like, few have ever accomplished. I mean, he's getting on base half of the time that he's up there. Right. His slugging has to be, like, near 800 at this point. Like, these are Barry Bonds video game type numbers. He and or Max Anderson's home run numbers is what the entire team has gotten in a lot of years. <laughs> and we're in April. They have three guys of 10. It's like I've I've long wanted just Nebraska to have that beer league softball team yes. where they just, like, bludgeon people. Yeah. And we're, we're here. Yeah. This is great. That's what this weekend was. It was nice. All right. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll take a break. Wrap it up for this on KLIN.